inflation has given them a big kick in the teeth over the past past year and a half after the extraordinarily difficult situation that COVID was. And now interest rates causing huge challenges on home buyers and homeowners. Uh, and people are really feeling it. Yeah, now he says that. People really feeling it. Because they listened to him when he said, go and borrow money. Interest is not going up. But now he is concerned about monetary policy. Wasn't before at all. Didn't worry about that stuff. But I guess the prime minister is realizing that, uh, you know, after eight years in charge, a lot of things are going wrong. A lot of things are going wrong. Uh, new data from the uh, Financial Consumer Agency of Canada that we uh, talked about on uh, Wednesday's show. Two-thirds of mortgage holders now say they can't meet their financial commitments following all the interest rates. We're expecting another rate hike as soon as September 6th. Just waiting to see what uh, Tiff Macklem decides to do. But there are many who are literally going to lose everything if we go up anymore. And so uh, Pierre Pagliara is uh, asking that Trudeau call Parliament back early from summer break to, you know, avert a looming mortgage crisis, but uh, vacation continues on. Pierre Pagliara, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, joining me now. Good morning. Good to be with you, Alex. You know, you said yesterday in your comments that you believe that we're heading to a humanitarian crisis. I was reading um, a business article suggesting that Canada, when, when economists are suggesting Canada, has the riskiest mortgage bubble out of all the 15 OECD countries. And... A risk that if mortgage rates go higher, unemployment goes up, we either fall into a recession or end up in a deleveraging cycle. This uh, comes out, what, what does this look like to you? What do you believe is going to happen if th- something doesn't change soon? Well, just picture families who, half of whom tell pollsters they have only $200 in their bank account at the end of each month suddenly having a $1,200 or $1,300 monthly mortgage payment increase, which puts them in a, a deficit every 30 days of a you know, thousand bucks. Well, that's 12 grand uh, a year. Eventually uh, the creditors come knocking and uh, the homeowner has to go walking. And the question is, where do they go? Uh, the second problem is that the housing shortage is growing every single year. And I'm not using it rhetorically, it's mathematics. Uh, the CMHC, the biggest housing agency in the country, said we're on track for a shortage of homes of 3.5 million by 2030, which is only six and a half years away. So where do 3.5 million people go? Like, it's not just a stat. These are actual families that won't have a home. So what do we do then? Do we have, uh, we have them housed in, in high school gymnasiums? Is there emergency uh, portable shelters we're going to build. Like, I, 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 I'm having a hard time believing that we're even having this conversation in Canada. Uh, this is We're used to seeing these advertisements of things going on in third world countries where people are going through these things, and now it's in Canada. But after eight years of Justin Trudeau, this is the housing hell people are living. Well, I, you know... <laughs> It's now a daily headline. I'm not sure what was going on for the last eight years. But theoretically, if the numbers hold um, and the voters come out, you could be in charge of this country in in a period of time where this would be unfolding. What would you do? How would you turn things around? We have to get interest rates down and home building up. So how do you do that? How Interest rates are set by the Bank of Canada, but heavily influenced by the federal government's spending policies. 
When governments run humongous deficits, it increases the money supply, which bids up inflation and forces the bank to raise interest rates. It's not just me saying that. Former Liberal Finance Minister John Manley said that Trudeau's deficits are pressing the foot on the inflationary gas pedal, which is forcing the Bank of Canada to press its foot on the brakes with higher rates. So I would cap spending, cut waste, balance the budget to bring down inflation and interest rates. That would relieve the mortgage payments of people, especially those who are coming up for renewal in the next two years with the monster mortgages yeah. that, that Trudeau told them to take out during COVID. Second. So, so sorry, would you, would you change the, the uh, funding formula? Like the, uh, the, sorry, the stress test, the stress test. No, I wouldn't. I think that I don't, I don't want to loosen up the stress test because that's just going to encourage people to take on even riskier mortgages. Uh, you need to have, uh, we don't need more debt. We need more affordable homes. Uh, and the way you get that is by building more of them. The reason housing is uh, more expensive in Canada than almost anywhere in the world, the reason why Toronto is the most inflated housing bubble on earth, according to UBS, the reason why IMF says we have the riskiest mortgage bubble in the entire OECD, the reason why housing is almost twice as expensive in Canada as in the United States is we have the fewest homes per capita of any country in the G7, even though we have the most land to build on. Why is that? Because we have the second slowest building permits in the OECD. Right. Because uh, Montreal, the city, blocked 24,000 housing units. Winnipeg City Council blocked 2,000 housing units right next to a transit station that was built specifically for the housing development because Vancouver adds $1.3 million in government red tape and taxes for every newly built home. So what is the federal rule? I will link federal infrastructure dollars for cities to the number of houses they get built. I'll require they free up land and speed up permits to build, build, build. Every major city will be required by the Polyev government to permit 15% more home building or lose federal grants. Those that beat the target will get a building bonus, and the money will flow after the keys are indoors and the people are in homes. I'll require every federally funded transit station be pre-permitted for high-density, high-rises, so that young people can and live right next to the bus or train. I'll sell off six thousand. I'm going to run. Out, sorry, I'm going to run out of time. I'm going to run out of time. I want to get some other build, questions. Build, 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 build. Okay, so I know we know your housing. I, I want to ask you something that probably hasn't really come up. But you know, we're watching these fires across this country. We know that they happen yearly. We also throw a lot of money after the fact to fix what we know could be taken out by these threats every year. We pay carbon taxes. We do all this stuff. Yet we don't do anything to mitigate. And people ask about your climate change plan. Um, we've had a lot of Indigenous groups, and this is not new. They've been asking to be able to mitigate their own lands, help mitigate lands, because they know how to do it. They don't get paid to do it. They want to do it. They're in the direct threat of, of the path of these fires. Would you um, be, w does your plan include any kind of national dedicated fire service to deal with what is needed? Would you um, put Indigenous uh, groups across this country in charge of, of mitigation? Because they, they are experts at this. I, I would uh, work with the Indigenous groups on that. I've heard the same thing from First Nations leaders in British Columbia who tell me that, that they have ancient forest management practices that worked for years but now are effectively banned by government regulations that could have prevented some of these 
fires or mitigated their severity. Um, we also need to uh, put more resources into water bombers and other uh, firefighting infrastructure, uh, and that will be part of my plan. We're sending money to mitigate climate change in foreign countries. I want to bring that money home and use it to protect Canadians against natural disasters like forest fires here. Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, my problem with um, <laughs> with this is I'm out of time. I never have enough time. I, I'm, I have a bunch of questions I want to ask you. I know you'll come back on again, but I am out of time, so I apologize because I will have a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you. I'm going to have to book you for two segments next time. I, I appreciate your time oh, okay. today. Okay, <laughs> I'll... I'll talk to you. To, okay, talk to you tomorrow, Alex. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Okay, thanks. Okay. That is a leader of the conservative uh, opposition. That's uh, Pierre Polyevra. That is the problem. So if you're like, why need you ask? I, I've only got a certain amount of time, and then the clock shuts me down, or I would have gone on. We'll have him on again.